0: Jump into the series again today. Uh, I'm so excited to minister this. Um, if you well, I'm not even going to get into it right now. <clears throat> but we started this series called The Gift. And uh I want to just review last week we talked about uh the wise men and them coming to see Jesus uh after his birth. And I wanna just remind you real quick, who were the wise men? Well, they were priests, they were kings, they were very very wealthy people. Uh, They had come from the east because they had seen stars, so they obviously were astrologers, they understood to watch for the skies. How many of you know there's a whole lot of believers today, us included, we're missing some moves of God because we're not watching the sky. He said he'll show signs in the sky. You know, all right, I'm not going to get into that right now, but, uh, and so they were watching the skies and they saw the star at Jesus' birth. And, and so they traveled in the directions. Now see, we've got this idea that the star led them the whole time. It didn't, it disappeared. They saw the star, recognized the prophecies that they had had because they had gotten a hold of, uh, some old Testament scriptures. Um, and, and so they saw the star and they started walking in the direction of it. Say, well. How do we know that the star didn't lead them the whole time? Cause they ended up in Jerusalem rather than Bethlehem. They're a, they're a town away, but they knew the general direction, and so they they ended up. They went. Uh, uh, Herod had saw them, and, and remember, it wasn't just three little guys in three little boxes. These guys came with bucket. I mean, truckloads. If I could, if they had trucks. They came with truckloads. Matter of fact, there were so many that came with them that it said, the Bible says in Luke chapter, uh, not Luke, in Matthew chapter two, where we're taking this from, it says that Herod and all of Jerusalem was terrified at the arrival. So we know it had to be more than just three guys because three guys did not terrify a whole town. They thought they were being invaded. See, we've got this idea that it's just these little boxes and they're standing there. They weren't even at the manger They came in carrying multitudes of stuff to give to Jesus. (laughs) And so Herod said, well, what are you doing here? And they said, well, we saw the king's star. We saw his star and we started to come to it that we may worship him. And Herod said, well, when did you see this star? And he began to tell them. See, you got to understand that Herod didn't try to kill the babies two and under until after the, 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 these wise men left because the wise men were given instructions to come back and tell Herod where they found him so that he could go worship. Well, we know he wasn't going to give up his throne that easy. And so, but anyhow, I want now to start, if we will go to Matthew chapter two, verse 11. I'm reading out of J.B. Phillips translation for this. Matthew chapter two, verse 11. It says, so they went into the house. See, Jesus was out of the manger and in a house by now. And so they went into the house and saw the little child, not a baby, and his mo- with his mother. And they fell on their knees and worshiped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold gold. Frankincense and myrrh. And if you remember last week, we looked at frankincense first. And we, why did he look at frankincense? Because frankincense was a very expensive aromatic ointment that was used for worship, it was used strictly by the priests. And so they gave him frankincense because they recognized the priesthood of Jesus and not just who Jesus was. So today, I want to look at myrrh. Why did they bring myrrh? Now, if you're like me, you were probably taught that myrrh was an embalming fluid an embalming ointment. It's what they would use to embalm him. And so, you know, there's, there's these messages, and, and, and it was, but there's these messages that's going, that goes around that, you know, they were preparing him as a prophetic statement of his death and, and, and here's all this stuff. But I believe they knew a little bit more than that. I believe they understood more about what myrrh was used for than what we've been told. And so that sent me on a journey of studying myrrh if you yeah that sounds fun don't it but well, what is myrrh well the first thing about myrrh myrrh was an amber colored ointment um, it comes from the sap of a thorn tree the tree that the myrrh comes from has thorns all over it the tree is called the comifora myrrh myrrha also known as Simo Mole. And it, 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 it's indicative of Northeast Africa and Southwest Asia. Now, what I wanted to look at is, okay, why did they bring him myrrh? This reddish ointment, this reddish oil that was fragrant that came from a tree that had thorns on it. Well, in biblical times, here's what myrrh was used for. Myrrh in combination with frankincense, they knew what they were doing, Shirley. Myrrh, in combination with frankincense, was burned in places of worship to purify the air mm. and to prevent the spread of dis- contagious diseases. <sighs> Woo-hoo! so they would use it in biblical times in there to purify the air and to prevent the spread of contagious diseases including diseases caused by by bacteria research today shows that myrrh can directly kill bacteria myrrh can directly kill bacteria myrrh is known to stimulate the immune system to the point where it actually creates more blood cells white blood cells what does white blood cells do, Lana? Fights infection. fights infection. It fights disease. Oh. <laughs> Myrrh oil has a, so, it is, it's been shown to have strong effect on infectious bacteria, including d- bacteria that is resistant to other drugs. Myrrh traditionally has been used as an oral treatment to treat gingivitis, inflamed gums, It's been used in toothpaste and mouthwash. Myrrh has traditional uses in treating skin wounds and skin infections. They bring a baby myrrh. In in human skin, the cells have been found that when they use the essential oil of myrrh, that it starts to heal wounds on the skin. Myrrh alone, myrrh oil alone, I don't know if I have this up there or not. Myrrh oil alone can inhibit 43 to 61% of the growth of five major fungis, 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 that take place on human skin, including ringworm and athlete's foot. Myrrh, when they brought Jesus myrrh, myrrh contains compounds inside of myrrh oil, it contains compounds that affect the opiate receptors of the brain that cause and, and can take actually be used as pain medicine. Myrrh blocks the production of inflammatory chemicals that leads to swelling. Some preliminary studies have shown that women who have certain sexually transmitted diseases that were in by drugs, when they were given a medication that was made of myrrh sap and myrrh oil, 85% of them were cured of that infection. These wise men knew something other than they were getting him ready for, birth, for death. In test tubes now, studies show and and start to suggest that myrrh oil will help kill or even slow the growth of cancer cells in the liver, the prostate, the breast, and the skin. They didn't bring him myrrh for no reason. Myrrh oil, now get this one. Myrrh oil has been shown and known to kill black mold in homes. So when the wise men were bringing gift of myrrh, they weren't just preparing him for his death. You see, they brought him frankincense because they recognized him as our priest. I believe that they brought him myrrh because they recognized him as our healer. Amen. They recognized the healing properties in myrrh. And so to the healer, to the physician, to the great physician, they gave him something to use. They were prophetically declaring over him that he is our healer. Amen. Myrrh. What's myrrh? If you attended here, Through healing school, you've heard the message I'm going to preach today. I went back and studied it. When I saw, I had a whole message written up on myrrh. And then the Holy Spirit said, go somewhere else. And he said, really look at myrrh. And when I saw how much healing properties it was, I believe that since they had the prophetic scriptures about Jesus, they understood more than anyone What Isaiah 53 meant I believe they understood more than anyone what Isaiah 53 really means let's go there Isaiah 53 verse 1 oh this is uh. who has believed our report and to who whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faith. We hid... As it were our faces from him he was despised and we did not esteem him surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten by God and afflicted he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes We are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep before its shears is dumb. He was silent, so he opened not he is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked. But with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put on him, I mean, sorry. He has put him to grief. And when you make his his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. I'm going to take today, real quickly, as fast as I can, Bob accused me of uh said I should uh do a translation of the bible let me tell you this this scriptures alone trying to translate this takes forever let's go back to verse three bobby we want to define these words today because I believe this is what the wise men understood when they gave him myrrh. Verse three, he has despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows. That word sorrow actually means makabah. That word sorrow means to be in pain. Not just crying or sorrow that way, but it means to be in pain. It means to be sore. It means to have pain. It means to be made sorrowful to be in pain physically and mentally. So when the word tells us there that he was despite a reject, a man of sorrows, he was a man who understood the pain that you and I go through. This is why I brought him. He understands your physical pain. He understands your mental pain when it says he became a man of sorrow He became a man that was afflicted not only with sorrow, but with the pain that comes along with being in this earth And so when we look at that we got to understand it was more than just sorrow tears, but it was sorrow pain It was sorrow pain in your mind Anybody ever have pain in your mind? It's pain mentally and pain physically. Let's keep reading that. He was a man of sorrows, a cra- acquainted. That word acquainted, oh. It's a verb, folks, and it means to learn to become. That word acquainted means to learn or to become, to know something rationally, or to have something be made known. So what it says there, it says Jesus was a man who understood pain. He's a man of sorrow. He understood pain. He understood all this thing. But his word says that he became that way. Well, when did he become that way? You see, they understood they gave him myrrh because they knew that one day on a cross that he would not only take and, 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 and hang all sin there forever, but he also said that he's going to take sickness and disease to the cross with him so that now today we can stand before him knowing that he understands my pain, he understands what I've went through, he knows, he became associated with all of that so that I could be healed. Amen. Uh, He was acquainted with grief. That word grief is koli. It means anxiety. It means calamity. It means disease. It means sickness and also grief, regular grief. See, I believe the wise men understood why they were giving him myrrh. He came associated with anxiety. See, when you're dealing with anxiety here today, you understand that it's already been paid for. Myrrh was given to a baby as he prepared his way to be the healer of your body. When you're dealing with calamity, when you're dealing with grief, when you're dealing with sickness, he has already become that for you. See, something happened on that cross that changed him. He started carrying your, your, and my sin when, when, when John baptized him. Amen. Uh-huh. He nailed it to the cross. But he said, he took our sickness and he left our sickness on that cross. So the word esteem means to calculate. So what's it say there? Will you back that up, Bobby, please? Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our, yet we calculated him. We devised the plan. We come up with it, and the word "stricken" there. We we devised him. Stricken means to be defeated. It means to strike, but it means to strike with disease. Not just God wasn't up there just beating on Jesus. We devised the plan. Wherein he would be stricken with our diseases. The word smitten there, it means to smite, to hit, to beat, to slay, to kill, to give, to thrust, to attack, to conquer, to destroy, to chastise, to send judgment upon, to punish, to destroy, to be killed. Yet we devised, planned, calculated the way for him to be smitten for our sicknesses. For our punishment. And afflicted. The word afflicted. Listen, I will, if you want all these, I gave them, I think I've given these to you, Adria. Didn't I give you a copy of all this? I think I did. I will give you all this. The word afflicted means anah which means to be afflicted with continue and often repeated pain either of body or the mind suffering grief or distress of any kind. See, folks, the whole thing about Isaiah 50, well, I believe that's a spiritual healing. Let me tell you something. None of these words define out to a spiritual healing, they define out to your body being healed. They brought him myrrh. They brought myrrh, medicine to the healer. They brought a medicine to the healer. Why? Because they understood that he was going to be the healer of mankind. Ah he was afflicted see these are the thoughts when they went back in whatever country that these wise men come from they said oh yeah bring the frankincense he's the priest he's the prophesied priest then they said bring the myrrh as much myrrh as you all can get squeeze that old thorny tree isn't it funny that what was placed on his head was a crown of Bring the juice from that old thorny tree and that we use for medicine, because He is going to be the healer of all men. It was God. This is what our idea of justice looked like. This wasn't God's idea of justice. This is man's idea of justice. That he and God said, willingly, I will come. Willingly, you can lay it all on me. And I will willingly be your healer. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. The word wound. Back it up, Bob. But he was wounded. That word wounded is kalal. It means to profane oneself. This is what Jesus did. He came to profane that flesh body that he had taken up. We know that his spirit wasn't profaned. But he had taken up... And it means to profane yourself. It means to defile one, your, uh, oneself. That word, pro- he was wounded, it means to pollute oneself either ritually or even sexually. He, he healed it all. <laughs> it means to be polluted. It means to be defiled. It means to be dishonored. It means to wound fatally. To bear through pain, or to be slain. See, I believe those wise men, when they brought myrrh, they knew that the healer was one who was going to allow himself to be profaned, with one who was going to allow himself to carry the dirt and the filth and the perversion, even sexual. It's interesting that that word even includes sexual perversion in its name, and he healed. All of that wound. Oh, that we would accept Jesus as our healer. Not just our Savior. How about we accept him as our healer? How about we accept who he is and know that when the wise men brought myrrh, they were bringing medicine to the doctor. He was wounded for our transgressions. Pasha. Transgression also means rebellion against God. He allowed himself to be polluted and defiled for our rebellion against god he was bruised the call, which means to allow oneself to be crushed to be broken to be shattered and i can't help but think about that uh, those old medicine and when i when i when i read this i, I just hear I just see in my spirit one of those old stone medicine bowls and that stone medicine, uh, uh, whatever you call that thing. We'll try that later. And, And how those pills are just crushed up. See, this is what Jesus allowed himself to become. He allowed himself to become medicine. To heal the whole man. To allow himself to be crushed. That's what that that word bruised means. He allowed himself to be crushed. Why? So that you and I can take it all in. So that we can inhale. Healing. So that we can take it all... He was bruised, he allowed himself to be crushed, shattered, broken for our iniquities. Well, see, Jesus took our sins. Oh, it means so much more than that. Iniquities, the word iniquity actually means perversion, depravity, and guilt. He will allow himself to be crushed for our perversion. For the depravity of mankind, man's heart. and for the guilt that we all suffer. And the chastisement, the musar, the discipline, the chastising, the correction of our peace was upon him. See, I believe this is what the wise men understood. The chastisement, the correction, the punishment for our peace. That word, shalom. It's the same word. That word peace actually means for our completeness, for our welfare, for our safety, for our soundness of body and mind. It means shalom, means the welfare, your health. It means prosperity. It means quiet tranquility of your mind. It means contentment. It means friendship of human relationships and with God. He allowed himself... To be crushed so that we could experience completeness. So that we could experience welfare. So that we could experience safety. So that we could experience soundness in our mind and soundness in our body. So that we could experience prosperity and a hell. This is your shalom. This is what Jesus came to do. This is why the wise men gave him myrrh. They knew he was going to heal everything that affected mankind. If man, if mankind would accept him and accept it, and by his stripes, that one's easy. Bruise, it means bruises, stripes, and blows. We are healed. Healed means to make healthy. Healer. The same word that they would use, heal, rafa, was also the same word they would use, if they called someone a physician. <laughs> Ooh, glory. See why well, I couldn't wait to preach this morning? The word heal means to be restored to favor, the word healed means to be relieved of individual distress. The word healed means literally to affect nations to be healed. Oh my goodness, folks. Myrrh to the healer. Myrrh and by his stripes. He was oppressed, verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He went through all of this and didn't say a word about it. Say, go ahead, lay it on me, I'll take it. I won't even complain about it I won't argue with you lay all your stuff upon me for I have come for this purpose alone to be a savior to be a priest to be a healer yet he opened not his mouth he has brought us a lamb before the slaughter and a sheep before shears is dumb so he opened not his mouth the word oppressed means to be hard-pressed back that up Bob please the word oppressed means to be hard pressed it means to be driven it means to exact punishment it means to exert demanding pressure from a ruler from an oppressor from a tyrant so that's what Jesus went through and we, th- we have this idea that it was from God but, it was, but we already saw in the scriptures earlier it was us who devised this plan he was afflicted he was oppressed and he was afflicted to continue with often repeated pain body and mind we already looked at that now let's get down to verse 10 i think i've cut this pretty close in verse 10 yet it pleased the lord to bruise him That word pleased, it means to be inclined to or by implication to bend from pressure. God wasn't standing up there smiling real big as he destroyed Jesus' body. He gave in to the will of man. He was inclined because men ask but said men would never ask for anything like that. Really, they stood in front of Her- uh, in front of Pilate, and what was their cry? His blood be on us and our children. The greatest words ever spoken out of humanity we say oh they were just no we there that cry still goes out today his blood be on hey let me tell you what can wash away our sin nothing but the blood what makes us whole again nothing but his blood be on us and so it was designed by man even at the crucifixion it was mankind crying out for Jesus's blood it wasn't God and what did he do he said just lay it all on me For I'm your Savior, I'm your priest, I'm going to offer the right sacrifice for your sins, and I'm going to offer the right crushing. I'm going to crush the right root. Why do you think Isaiah starts out talking about him being a root? So many medications are designed out of the roots of plants. He said, I'll be the right root that will go through the right crushing that you can be healed yet it pleased the lord the lord was so inclined he bend now the word grief here (coughs) hey back that off bobby please just go to the blank screen thank you sir the word grief here is different than the words we saw in grief earlier the word here is kalal It means to become weak. To become grieved. To become sorrowful. To become sore. To become wounded. To become sick. Or to become diseased. God was so inclined that Jesus became not that he was these things. He became how many of you know Jesus became sin. Isn't that what Corinthians tells us? That Christ became sin. Guess what else he became? He became sick. He became sore. Oh, my bones are sore. He paid for that too. He became anxious. He became unnerved. Why? Because he was becoming everything that he knew that you and I would go through so that on that cross he Finished the work for all of mankind if mankind will just accept him for what he is. So, now what I want to do is I want to go back and start at verse one. And I'm going to close with this I want to read these verses with these definitions because this is what I truly believe. This is what the wise men understood when they presented a baby. A child with myrrh with a healing ointment that's used to heal all kinds of diseases verse one with these definitions looks like this who has believed the report that we have been given and to whom is the works of the lord revealed for he will grow up Like a young plant in good ground. In him, we find nothing attractive, and there is no beauty to be found in him that would cause people to follow him. He is despised and rejected by who? By men. A man of sorrow, of physical and mental pain, a man of anxiety, a man of calamity, a man of disease, a man of grief and sickness, a man of hurt and more he is acquainted and familiar with weakness he has become sick and diseased and grieved and sorrowful and we hid as our faces from him he was despised and we did nothing to help surely he has lifted up go back to the bottom of those uh, bobby where i wrote those definitions out In verse 4, surely he has lifted up, born, supported, sustained, endured, carried away, and carried off our weaknesses, our sicknesses, and our diseases. And we, and carried our pains, both mental and physical, yet we schemed, we planned, we invented a way for him to be hit, beaten, scourged, punished, fatally slain and killed by God. And to be afflicted continually by repeated pain of our body and mind and suffering our griefs and distresses. Verse 5. But he was pierced. He was slain And wounded fatally for our rebellion against God against people and against nations he allowed himself to be crushed to be broken and shattered for our perversion for our depravity for our shattered perverse depraved iniquity and guilt and the correction of our healing of our completeness of our welfare of our peace of our safety of our soundness in body and mind of our health and our prosperity of our friendship with man and with God was laid on him and with his bruises the blows given to him the stripes and the wounds he suffered we are made healthy before God who is our healer Our physician and the mender of our hurts and we are given favor with God and man we have all like sheep gone astray we've taken we have all gone our own way and tried to do things the way that we want them done and the Lord has placed on him all things that we have done wrong and he was hard-pressed he was driven by demanding pressure from a taskmaster and he was afflicted with repeated pain in body and mind suffering grief and distress yet he did not speak out he did not protest and as a sheep stays silent when it is being sheared he endured it all he was taken from prison and from the and from judgment And who will stand for his kindred? He was cut off from the living because of the rebellion of God's people. He was hit, beaten, slain, and killed. Among sinners he was bruised, and he was laid among the rich in his death. And he has done no violence or had uttered any lies. Verse 10, the very last, should be the last couple of them there, Bobby. Yet the Lord was satisfied and so inclined to bend to our demand to crush Him, to break Him, and to shatter Him. He became sick and wounded. And when you make His soul an offering for sin, He shall see His kindred. He will make His days long and p- the pleasure of the Lord will be towards him I believe when they offered medicine to the baby to the child they knew that he was our healer and so they brought a, a commonly used healing ointment for him to use in the function of his duties And if we're here and we're going through anything, sickness, anxiety, pain, hurt, calamity, he has already paid that price. And so they traveled close to 18 months to walk into a house at a child probably not much younger than Lily back here and said healer we're here to worship you let's pray father i thank you for today i thank you that you are our healer you're our provider. You're our redeemer. You're everything we need, everything we hope for, everything we can imagine. You have paid the price for my sickness. You have paid the price for my disease. You have paid the price for anxiety. You have paid the price for depression. You have ha- paid the price so that every cell, every atom that makes up every cell in my body can be healed. And Father, that's what we do today. We speak health and healing into bodies, whether they're watching live, whether we're sitting in this room. I declare health and healing into the very atoms that make up your cells. I declare health and healing into the cells that join together to make your muscles, to make your sinews, to make your ligaments, to make your cartilage, to make your bones, to make your muscles, to make your organs, to make your skin. I declare health and healing because the healer has already paid the price. Woo! In Jesus' name. They brought myrrh to the healer. Amen? Amen. Don't forget this week is Harvest House Truck Week, Wednesday at noon. Don't forget if you have blankets, towels, pillows, and silverware, bring those. And uh, we're blessed. And I challenge you, accept Jesus. Well, I already did. Well, accept him as your healer because that's who he is. Amen? Love you. Thank you guys.